When looking at a social media platform like BitChute, it's easy to be shocked by the amount of extreme and violent content that you watch on it, but also think that the danger it poses is limited because this is a video that someone sat in their bedroom watching. But unfortunately, if we look at the last two or three years, we have seen time and time again how someone sitting in their bedroom and watching this sort of content can result in them going out and killing people. Whether or not it was Christchurch, where an individual radicalized over a long period of time and, and then went and killed large numbers of people, whether or not it was El Paso, whether or not it was Poway Synagogue shooting or the Tree of Life Synagogue, whether or not it was Halle in Germany, we have seen time and time again individuals radicalized online going out and killing large numbers of people. The content that is on these sorts of platforms like BitChute has real world effects. And that's why at Hope Not Hate, we're so passionate about trying to confront this sort of content. It's not because we just think it's a bit nasty and we disagree with it. It's because people die. And as a result, we feel we have no option but to take on a platform like BitChute. This is Ray Vahi, who set up BitChute in January 2017. They, they consider me a far-rightist, and I'm really not. Uh, but, I, but so what if you are? So BitChute is a British-based video sharing platform. It's essentially like YouTube, but, but not quite as good. It's kind of designed to get around a lot of what they would see as the censorship that's on YouTube, but what we would call kind of terms and conditions. Um, and as a result of that, BitChute is awash with very, very extreme racist content. And as we've started to look at it in recent months, a large amount of very illegal terrorist content as well. In the last few years, very slowly, major tech companies have started to wake up to some of their responsibilities in this area and bring down some of the content, especially the most egregious or illegal content. People have been looking around for a new home of where they can upload this sort of stuff and view this sort of stuff. BitChute has provided that as a platform. As well as kind of very extreme terroristic content and violent content, you know, this is a platform that's full of conspiracy theory and misinformation content. If we activate mandatory vaccines globally, I imagine these people stand to make hundreds of billions of dollars that own the vaccines. And they'll kill millions, as they already have with their vaccines. Plandemic, this is a video that promoted dangerous conspiracy theories that essentially denied the existence of coronavirus and claimed that COVID-19 was caused by vaccines. This was watched at least 5.4 million times uh, on BitChute in a really, really quick period. So this has brought in a whole new audience in terms of people that are conspiracy theorists from all over the world are finding BitChute as their new home. So YouTube is, is quite a difficult platform to get content removed from in some cases. Unlike some of the other major social media platforms which will take into account people's offline behavior, um, YouTube, generally speaking, seems to rely only on what is done specifically on their platform, which means you can get some very, very extreme people that do very extreme things in the real world, but create slightly more moderate content on YouTube and it stays up. That said, of course, there has been periods in, in recent months where they have taken actions, uh, action against individuals and brought down videos and brought down extreme content and actually deleted whole channels that have been problematic. BitChute's not like that. In fact, BitChute uh, at times on its social media, its own Twitter, for example, has encouraged people that have been kicked off YouTube to come to BitChute. Um, they've gone out of their way to tell people, if you can't watch so-and-so who's been banned on YouTube, come and watch it on BitChute. Consciously courting that audience, that extremist audience. Um, and as a result of that, it's increasingly grown amongst that kind of clientele. 
Free speech. Free speech. Free speech. Free speech. Free speech. The platform was set up by Ray Vahi. Um, not huge amounts are known about him. He's shared some really anti-Semitic stuff on his own social media, um, including kind of like Poppet Master, Netanyahu memes and the like, which indicate that there's some really worrying far-right politics involved here. And that's really, really important for understanding how we deal with BitChute, because it's not just about saying that this is a small platform that the far-right use. It begs the question whether or not this was a platform that was created for the far-right to share this sort of extreme content. One of the things to understand about looking at the far right on social media is that there are different types of platforms that pose different types of a threat. First up, there's the kind of mainstream, massive, major social media platforms. That is your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams, YouTubes, TikToks. And they all have a far right problem. The far right uses them and on these platforms, they have an ability to reach victims, which is incredibly dangerous. They also have an ability to propagate their ideas, recruit new members, push propaganda, and also just engage in muddying the debates the societal and democratic debate and after that you have a different type of platform which is a smaller social media platform which are often co-opted by the far right so this is things like that are not specifically set up for the far right but are used heavily by them a good example of that is the the gaming channel discord where people the far right use quite regularly or you might also point to something like telegram which is not ostensibly a far right platform but is very heavily used by the extreme far right and then the third element to this is what we call bespoke platforms. These are platforms that are created with a view to getting around any sort of moderation. Now the problem with these platforms is obviously you can't engage with them in terms of trying to get dangerous content brought down, partly because they were created with that in mind. But also on the upside, they are uh, it does limit their impact to be on these platforms because their ability to reach normal people, uh, to recruit new members or to attack victims is, is much reduced because the only people on these platforms are already far right. So it poses a different threat it's very much why at Hope Not Hate we are keen for major platforms to kick these far-right individuals off and move them towards these smaller platforms where they still pose a real threat, but it's a different type of threat. BitChute falls into that third category. In this new report that we're putting out, uh, my colleague Gregory Davis, who, who did the research and wrote this report, highlights a really important series of issues that we have as Hope Not Hate with BitChute as a platform. I mean, firstly, he points to how lack of moderation is BitChute's primary selling point. Um, unlike other platforms where that might have slightly lax moderation, that is at the very heart of this platform, which does mark it out as very, very different from some of the major platforms like Facebook and Twitter. Secondly, Gregory points to how BitChute's platform is dominated by hateful and dangerous content. Unlike some of the other platforms we often talk about that have a kind of marginal problem or a niche problem that we, it's very dangerous but is not the primary purpose of the platform, BitChute is awash with hateful and dangerous content. You only have to look at its homepage. Gregory kind of spent a few days just going through everything, looking at everything that was on their homepage in three consecutive days and just found that it was constantly full on the homepage with extreme content, with conspiracy content, with violence violent content. Um, this is not a marginal problem on this platform, it is everywhere. Thirdly, BitChute hosts incitement to terrorism and violence. There was a report out in June by the Community Support Trust, uh, which we're you know, very friendly with and work very, very closely, called Hate Fuel. And in that, they highlighted a load of very extreme content that was on BitChute, uh, including kind of national action content, neo-Nazi terrorist content. And when we looked for this content, a lot of it was still available. BitChute removed some of the videos in question, um, but large chunks of it is still there. So despite being alerted to the existence of this sort of terrorist content, we still found 114 videos in support of national action or banned terrorism 
terrorist organisations. And this is clear evidence to us that they have been told they have a problem and have failed to act on that. Uh, and that's extremely, extremely worrying. One of the major problems, which is really important right now in the current climate with COVID-19 and the global pandemic, is BitChute itself promotes conspiracy theories and information. This is not that it just happens to be on their platform. Both BitChute and its founder, Ray Vahi, have repeatedly used social media to promote the kind of hateful conspiracy theories that in some cases have led to terrorist attacks. And when we get banned, um, you hear people saying, um, or we're banned from anything like PayPal, we've been banned from... You hear people saying, oh, it's just giving them legitimacy. I'm thinking, what? <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have the money, thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh, wouldn't we all? <laughs> the publication of this report comes at a moment when there is a, a big national debate around free speech and around deplatforming. And it's an extraordinarily important debate. Clearly, the centrality of free speech to British life uh, should be unmovable. It's something that's so important. It's something that we fight for at Hope Not Hate. It's something that we fight against many people and individuals whose day-to-day -day life is attempting to shut down the freedom of speech of others, especially vulnerable communities or people that are at risk from the far right. But we believe at Hope Not Hate that free speech and deplatforming can be compatible. Deplatforming, which for years we've been calling for and which has increasingly started to happen, especially after Charlottesville in 2017, but also in this moment now with public awareness around things like Black Lives Matter and huge advertising boycotts on major platforms, the major platforms have started to act in terms of getting rid of far-right individuals or individuals that are pushing really extreme or hateful content. In many cases, these platforms for too long have allowed content which is actually illegal, not just in terms of saying this content is not very nice and we disagree with it, um, the content breaks the law. I mean, in the case of BitChute, for example, a lot of the content we find breaks British terrorism legislation and incitement to racial hatred legislation. Um, and in these cases, we don't believe this is a matter of freedom of speech. This is a matter um, for protecting people's lives. This sort of content leads to violence. It leads to terrorism. What we think major platforms should do is take these individuals that are pushing this sort of violent and hateful content and remove them. This doesn't mean that those individuals don't have the right to say it if they will stay within the law, but it means they shouldn't be able to say it on a major platform like Facebook or YouTube, which in turn can have real-world negative ramifications. YouTube uh, and Twitter and Facebook have started to wake up to this, I think, in, in recent years, but have got a long way to go. In many ways, the far right at the moment and the last 10 years have had unprecedented access to audiences in a way that would have been inconceivable a few decades ago. An ability to reach millions of people anywhere in the world at any time. This, this is something that is new and we've seen huge negative ramifications from it, something that the tech platforms have failed to deal with. While it's very welcome to see some of the movements more recently, things like deplatforming the iconoclast in the United Kingdom on YouTube or deplatforming people from Generation Identity uh, in the recent weeks uh, are very welcome, it is worth adding that these actions have come five, six or sometimes ten years later than they should have. And there is a long way to go. If you go on any of the mainstream platforms within moments you will be able to find content that breaks British law, that breaks European legislation. We need these platforms to make moderation central to their outlook. Rather than an annoyance, as has often been the case in the last decade, they need to shift it to the centre of their platform's ethos to deal with this sort of stuff because it is not just something nasty to look at. The real world effects of this negative content have been found time and time again with terrorist attacks across Europe, in New Zealand and North America. And we need to get to grips with it right now.